Hi, everybody, and welcome to All This and the Oscars 2. My name is Sasha Stone. I'm the founder of AwardsDaily.com, and I'm here with two of our editors, Clarence Moy and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Ryan is um, sitting this one out. He's got stuff he's doing, so he didn't want to join us, which is really sad, but it's <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, we're, we're actually like the only website that's going to be doing golden globe <laughs> predictions. I think <laughs> it's like, they, they... I, saw, I saw gold derby didn't have them on there. Uh uh-uh. No, they didn't. Uh, interesting. Lord, I know. Give me a break. Get over yourselves. Okay. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, but they are suddenly become a very moralistic industry, you know, where we never were before, but, um, so they're not even doing predictions, which I think is a missed opportunity. Why wouldn't you want yeah. to do predictions? Sure. I guess because they don't want to do the enthusiastic emails and, you know, do anything like that. But I, I couldn't pass up a chance to predict an awards like that myself. Yeah. Not in yeah. 20 years, you know. Sure. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to talk maybe a little bit about the SAG nominations we think are coming, right? <laughs> Yes. And that's the 13th or the 12th? Something like 12th. that. The 12th. Okay. And we've got questions. I have some here on Instagram that people have asked, and we have some on Twitter. Um, so we're starting with the Golden Globes, the poor beleaguered <laughs> Golden Globes. <laughs> like, I know. They don't even exist. And it's sad because they're actually really trying, I think, to do what is required of them, you know, to... You know, whatever it is that people, people, you know, want them to change. We, we know what they were caught up in. And actually, it was kind of, I think, a kind of a weird thing because it was like it was two different things at once. It was Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson being mad about racism, Tom Cruise giving back his Golden Globes. And it was also the publicists who were mad about access, right? I heard two different stories from two different publicists about how they were mad because they couldn't get for instance a publicist I know had a was representing a movie that I was championing and that I really liked and she said she couldn't even get them to watch the movie you know not only is it about money this is what they say I'm not saying it is or not because I have no idea but to them it's not only is it about money but it's about access in terms of who's the biggest star right like for instance if they want to go party on a boat with George Clooney, they're going to go do that because it's George Clooney and because it's a boat and it's, you know, whatever, it's fun. But if it's some obscure person that they don't know, that they've never heard of, and there's no money and swag involved, what's their incentive to watch, right? So I think that's, and, and the fact that they have such an important place in the awards, which they do, or they did, Meaning that their influence is, is much bigger than like the critics' choice or even the critics anymore, like because they have a big television show that a lot of people watched. But it all <laughs> came crashing down last year to, <laughs> to a horrifying hit. I don't mean to laugh, but that Golden Globes. I mean, they were just lucky that the Oscars was worse. Like, <laughs> <the Oscars laughs> right. It's like the, the sad apologies. Oh, man, it was just excruciating. I mean, I don't think that there... I, I feel like we're at a place... We were, especially last year um, in 2020, where people are just suddenly waking up to the reality of certain things about our culture, right? And I think that for a certain generation that, that isn't used to it, 
waking up to it is is shocking you know the facts are shocking the market is shocking the fact that for instance this year it looks like there's going to be five white best actress contenders right now i know because i know this industry that the second that that happens people are going to be upset about it and people are going to write think pieces about it and and what are we going to do about that well that's just the organic way that the race went people think these five are the best maybe um so what do you do with that you know it's it's like you 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 accept it and you move on or you fight against it and you try to change it and if you change it how are you changing it and then we're we're all still in the middle of all of that um but we cover the awards so we're going to cover the globes right so we're going to start with our predictions um I haven't found many people criticizing me personally for this. Like, I feel like people are just in a state of fear, frozen in fear. And I don't think if, if Gold Derby had Golden Globes predictions or anything, anybody would attack them. I really don't because I haven't gotten any blowback at all for it. So I think that people are just scared. No one wants to be that first person that goes in the water. You know, they don't want to put themselves out there. But I mean, if you think about it, they've done what they need to do. They've they've made changes they've added members so you know what else are you supposed to what what stand are they taking right now you know um i don't know but let's do let's start with best picture drama is it i mean do you want to just get right into it or sure. do you guys want other yeah, things to yeah, talk let's about do it. i like it okay. yeah, it's good all right so best picture drama we have belfast coda dune king richard and power of the dog now, let's quickly look at which of those also have, uh, we know that Power of the Dog and Belfast are the only two that have screenplay and director, right? Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what will win Best Picture, because I've seen them pick a Best Picture that didn't have a Best Director nomination. But what do you guys think? I think it's probably down to Power versus Belfast. I think it's Power of the Dog. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have no idea, to be honest. I'm not very good with the clubs. Um, I, I'm going to stick with Belfast. All right. Let me right just now. say one thing that might change your mind. Yeah. Although I have a feeling it might be Belfast, too. My experience with the Globes lately in the era of the preferential is that they don't match with the Oscars. So that's yeah. how I usually predict them. I go... Um, let me go best picture drama just really fast globes um because i know that they're not going to match the oscars so i picked the one that i don't think is going to win best picture um at the oscars because the way it goes yeah. like that let me just look at the last few here yeah, it very rarely lines up i mean last year it did but nomad land yeah 1917 bohemian rhapsody three billboards moonlight um, one, but La La Land won in the other category. The Revenant. Um, most of the time, it doesn't. It does every so often. Let's see. If we go back to the era of the ballot, we go with 2009, Avatar, no. Social Network, no. The Descendants, no. Argo, yes. 12 Years a Slave, yes. Argo and 12 Years a Slave both split ballot. Boyhood, no. Revenant, no. Moonlight, yes. Split ballot. Three Billboards, no. Bohemian Rhapsody, no. 1917, no. Nomadland, yes. Non-split ballot. So Nomadland's the only one 
that won picture and director at the Globes and then went on to win picture and director at the Oscars. Um, so that's, that's rare. So mm-hmm. given that, I'm going to go with Power of the Dog, too. But, but the other thing that they like to do, I could see them picking Dune. I swear to God I could. Like, they like to pick something that, you know, is, isn't the, the front runner, you know? They do, but this year, I'm, as I made my predictions, I was, I was trying to, to predict, okay, what is the Wacky Globe pick? But then I'm thinking, is the era of the Wacky Globe pick gone now that they've been criticized and they're trying to be legitimate yes. and they're trying to clean up their act are they going to pick the um you know the uh, what's that left field supporting actor from nocturne um right aaron taylor johnson they they picked him just completely out of left field nobody else had yeah, right. you know even thought he would get nominated and all of a sudden he won i mean are they going to go out on that limb are they going to try to be not saying they're going to be critics' choice, but are they try, going to try to be more consensus this year? Well, and also, what if they just go with King Richard? Right. Yeah. To try to dig themselves out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I think Power of the Dog, personally. Yeah. They always tend to go for big, um, epic, director-driven dramas. Yeah, my only problem with Power of the Dog and them, okay, so my, my plus side of Power of the Dog is I, in Netflix publicity, I trust. Like, I think they're <laughs> going to work that hard. And I think that um, they want that. They want it enough, I think, to, to talk to the Globes people. Plus, you get Benedict Cumberbatch in a room with them. Mm-hmm. Like, he is so charming. It's He's ridiculous. You just talk to him and you're going to fall in love with him and you're going to pick his movie, you know. As Mark knows, he sat right next to him and talked to him for a really long time. And I'll tell you, right? True. Right? Yep, um, and he didn't walk the same sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. Um, so, but, you know, I mean, we don't know that that's how they're going to go. My only, my, 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 my counter to it is that Power of the Dog... Power of the Dog is not a easy emotional experience. It's a very difficult lean into it kind of movie. And if you look at what they've picked over the years, they tend to go with things that are very obvious emotionally. Um, and Belfast leads with seven. So it's going to, uh, they both lead with seven, I think. Um, and uh, I could see a situation where Belfast, the only award that it wins is maybe screenplay and drama. And that's it. Yeah. See, here's the problem. With, if Belfast wins, I'm going to be worried that it's not going to win Best Picture. <laughs> that's my only thing. But it could be because we don't know yet what kind of year we're in. We don't know if we're in a split year. We think we're going to be in a split year. But we don't know if we're in a year where one movie wins everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, if Power of the Dog wins and then it wins PGA and then it wins DGA... That puts it on track to become the first Netflix Best Picture winner. Um, it's really the with the Globes and PGA. It's it's if you can find something that hits both of those, then you've got a really good chance of winning the Oscar. Um, although 1917 won both and didn't, so <laughs> it's not always the case. But um, yeah, I know. Well, it, 1917 only won. Um, I mean, I it's a great film, but I think it won the globe drama because parasite wasn't nominated for drama right it was it was in the foreign category so it didn't have to compete against parasite but i still think it would have won because he he won director 
Right. True. It's also their kind of movie, you know. Um, I was going to say, and, and it was the best film of the year, so. 1917? Yeah. <laughs> They're both great. Films. I stand by it. Yeah, I, I liked Parasite. It was my number two. Yeah. But uh, I, I think 1917 is, like, epic. I had a great experience with 1917 because I got to see it at a critic screening and then I taught my son to see it because I because he really likes war movies and it was the kind oh, of war movie cool. that I thought he could take. I mean, it wasn't like a yeah. full metal jacket or platoon right. or that, <laughs> even though it did have some gore in it, but it was it was more restrictive. And I thought that he would find the single take aspect of it very yeah. compelling. He loved it. So he still cool. talks about it to this day. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That is one of the best shot and and lit movies, and I love the score and the performance. Like everything yeah. about it to me was perfect. So, I'd, and I again, I love Parasite. I got to I saw Parasite in Telluride and sat next to um, Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, we, wow. her and I were talking about ET and Star Wars before uh, it played. So it was like you know, it's a pretty great memory for mm-hmm. me. So I I do like the film a lot. Uh, you know. Um, but I, 1917 was like a passion type movie for me. So it has the curse of Mark Johnson. Yeah, it was the Belfast of that <laughs> year. <laughs> it's a wonderful film. I mean, I could see... It, it, that was a tough year, though, because then you had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too. Like, man, that was... That was really... and, and you had Knives Out, which I know wasn't much of an Oscar player, but God, <laughs> I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> you don't like Knives Out? Really? I didn't like it. Was it was fine. It was fine. I just I love I, it. I love Ryan Johnson, and I think I, um, <laughs> and I will always fondly remember that movie for the uh, the epic adventure it gave me at the Chateau Marmont. But um, <laughs> I, it's it's it, unfortunately, and, and uh, you definitely cut this out. But oh. he's so inspired by Agatha Christie that I just I, I don't think that he really captured what it really meant to be Agatha Christie, and I don't think he captured a truly complex whodunit narrative the way that he wanted to I, I really don't yeah that was my problem with it too i felt that it was it was a typical it, it's i have the same problem with don't look up actually it's like you know just don't hit your audience over the head with your political message you know like that that to me ruined it because it took it out of the realm of being a good mystery and into the realm of we're going to punish white people for being mean to immigrants like i just you know i understand it okay fine interesting idea but i i just i was at a time when i saw where i was and and as you can see i've maxed out in this sentiment which is that i'm just tired of it you know i'm tired of the people like him and and adam mckay and you know these people sort of in lecture mode like it just it 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 bothered me enough that he's such a nice guy though and his intentions Mm -hmm. are so good and everybody's so nice in the movie you know and they're funny and but i just felt like knowing what the message political message was i i knew how it was going to end and so it didn't it wasn't a suspenseful movie for me it was it was a you know it was a political thing um but that's fine you know i just i i'm saying like Parasite, incredible. 1917, absolutely amazing. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you take those three movies, like, I, I couldn't, it's so hard for me to think which is, like, which deserves best picture over those three. Because they're all three so good. It's it's 1917. <laughs> it could be. It could be 1917. It is. Well, That's it. Of, of those three, for me, it would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's the only movie I've seen more than five times. 
No, I've seen it that many times too. It's definitely my favorite. Um, Parasite is, is to me too emotionally hard to watch again. Um, as funny as it is, it's really traumatic and sad. Um, but to me, the Oscars are supposed to be about the greatest achievement. Um, and I feel like 1917 is a great achievement in cinema. And so I feel like if you talk about what deserves to win, like to me, that's a good criteria. Like what is the highest achievement? And that's, that's really it. You know, it was so hard to do that movie, you know? Should we get back to the Globes? Yes. So moving on to Best Picture Musical Comedy. Cyrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story. That's an easy one. <laughs> we know it's going to win that. What is it? West Side Story has got to win that. Right? I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go out on a limb on that one, I think. Tick, Tick, Boom, Licorice no. Pizza. Licorice Pizza. No. Don't no. Look Up. Here. I'm going to go Don't Look Up. Hmm. God, that's a but really. I, I, have, I have no idea. Listen, that's He's a... up for screenplay, so I, you know, and I know Spielberg is up for director, so it's probably West Side Story. But I, I'm gonna pick at least one upset here since I, I'm gonna have some fun with the Globes. You know what? I like that. I like this lineup. Usually their musical comedy lineup isn't that strong, but this is really strong. Look at these movies. Damn. Um, now let me ask you this: Netflix has never won Best Picture at the Globes either, has it? Um, I don't think so. So if it wins either of these prizes, that'll be a first for Netflix. If it wins Don't Look Up or Power of the Dog. Starting a narrative that marches all the way up. To exactly. The, uh, they did to... not come to play. I mean, to, to mess no. around. They <laughs> they came to kick ass and chew bubblegum. <laughs> um, they're going to get it this year. That's for sure. Something. They're going to break that record somewhere. But I'm going to pick West Side Story because how do you not pick West Side Story? Right. I picked West Side Story, too, although um, I wouldn't be surprised if something like Licorice Pizza um, spoiled. Yeah. I just I wonder if they if an international audience is wild about something as as timeless as West Side Story. Right. Right. Good point. That's a good point, and it doesn't have a screenplay nomination, so watch Cyrano win that. <laughs> oh, there's no way. So your your rationale for Don't Look Up is it's the only one with a screenplay, or does Licorice Pizza have a screenplay, too? Licorice, Licorice Pizza, Pizza does, too, yeah. 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 So I just ca- think of uh, the big cast. Um, you know, not that West Side Story doesn't, but bigger stars in Don't Look Up. Oh, right? my Meryl God. Streep, Leo. If you put the Globes in a room with all those stars, forget about right. it. But- like. But they yeah. have no. But they're not going to get access to those stars, and they have no, no reason to vote for Don't Look Up because they're not going to have a show. They're not going to have publicity. The, the stars aren't going to be there. So, no. But how do we know that they? they haven't met with them already? Don't know that. No. True. <laughs> we don't know that they haven't had some private party. You know. Leo uh, on his yacht in uh, full-on <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street face. <laughs> yes. Which I, st- I started showing that movie to my son over Christmas holiday. That was a huge mistake. I forgot how nasty that movie is. It is really got a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. Oh, yeah. my God. He, yeah. At one point, he looked at me and he goes, is this a porno? And I said, no, no, son, there's a plot. <laughs> 
It's hard to figure that out. It's a really good movie, though. Damn, Martin Scorsese can make movies. All right, moving on to Best Actress Drama. We've got Jessica Chastain, Olivia Colman, Nicole Kidman, Lady Gaga, Kristen Stewart. It's a tough one. Yeah, the Globes love them, some Nicole Kidman, and I, I, I went with her because mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if they're going to think that Spencer or the portrayal of Diana is too divisive. Hmm. I don't know. I could see Lady Gaga winning that too. She has a globe. If they had a show, she'd be winning it. Yes. You know. Yeah, because they're still getting high off that um, the uh, viral clip of their award show where she received the Golden Globe for American Horror Story, her season, her first major acting thing, and she bumped into Leonardo DiCaprio, and he had that. He gave some kind of look that people are still dissecting to this day. <laughs> right. I mean, everybody at a show like that wants her to take the stage. But, like, I, this is a sad, like, grotesque McCarthyism thing about all this, is I don't even think that these actors are going to accept their awards. That's ridiculous. Right. Like, I don't think you're going to even get an acceptance, acceptance speech. In fact, I don't, even, I don't even know if they're showing this I anywhere. Think isn't it just a list that they're releasing? Aren't they yeah. just announcing? I mean, I but asked a them. a streaming component. Well, yeah. that's what I asked. Okay. Is there that? And she said she would get back to me with the details, but they didn't announce okay. it. I thought it was just announced, you know, here's the winners. Well, what's funny is we got that press release from, from Sunshine Sachs, and it was like, here are the details of the Golden Globe, 79th annual Golden Globe ceremony. And it was basically, the press release basically said, there will be a ceremony at 6 p.m. Pacific time. But it didn't say uh-uh. where, how. I asked him, I said, is it going to be on your YouTube channel? You know, I see it like 1935 radio, radio broadcast, the Golden Globe <laughs> in Hollywood coming straight to you. <laughs> and the winner and best actress is Lady Gaga, Alfa Gucci. <laughs> no. Think about Gaga getting this. And I, she's like my second runner up probably. Um, House of Gucci didn't get any other support. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even get Jared. So that's. <laughs> Part of that, and, and I, again, I'm going to have some fun with these. So that's part of why I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Wow, you really are um, going off the rails here. Yeah, what the hell? Let's have some fun. Maggie Gyllenhaal showed up in Director. Yes, so, good point. God, you're so good at this. Somebody should oh, put no, you in on website predicting no, these awards. Right? So listen, <laughs> I'm just going to use fun logic and not smart logic on this. Oh, that's very smart again. logic. Very smart because Director is <laughs> a right. big deal, right? I mean, it's big, I think, but... Um, and she's only lost two out of six or seven Golden Globes. Okay, so they she obviously lost for the like father, her. She lost for season, the season four of The Crown. Yeah. I think it'll be something odd in this category, and not that that's that odd, and I think that might... I think, so for me, like, Stewart's the number one for Oscar. She's still my number one, but I don't know who the hell to put number two, and I've been leaning toward moving Coleman into the two, because Kidman, I don't... I just. I'm not there anymore. Um, so I'm I'm thinking I might move Coleman to two, and I think, you know, if she wins this, then maybe she is number two. She's really good in the movie. She um, is. But let me she just, is. it might help. I don't know if you care about stats, but I'll, I'll just help you out on this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the stat for winning the Globe and then winning the um, 
uh, Oscar is pretty rock solid. I mean, it's it's every so often they don't match. Like okay. last year, they didn't. Um, so it doesn't really necessarily mean. But, I mean, Renee Zellweger. Uh, well, the Glenn, Glenn Close didn't win, but um, she was right. in drama and Olivia Colman was in comedy. Yeah. So they usually win one or the other. Um, Frances McDormand. Isabel Huppert won, but Emma Stone won in comedy. Brie Larson Room. Julianne Moore, still Alice, Kate Blanchett, Blue Jasmine, Jessica Chastain won Zero Dark Thirty, but Jennifer Lawrence was in comedy. She won. That's how ironclad these are. Yeah. Meryl yeah, Streep, Iron Lady, Natalie Portman, Black Swan, Sandra Bullock, The Blind Side. So that's so, the thing. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's definitely a good stat. I think this year's just going to be a little crazy when it comes to Globe, though. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but uh, without, you know, the show and getting to hear you know somebody give a speech i don't know i'm curious what kind of impact these will have when it's just a list same for me but that those stats you know me you're you're i'm a a stat girl so i go with for globe actress i go with who i think is going to win the oscar because because it's so ironclad usually um it wasn't last year so i'll go with kristen stewart yeah yeah if i think she's going to win um you know uh yeah because i i feel like yeah, and 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 listen, if if they're put off by the fact that they don't like her portrayal of Princess Diana, or they don't like this movie, then that's a good sign heading into the season because then that shows that it's not a she's not a strong front runner if she can't mm-hmm. even win the Globes because that should be the yeah. easy win, right? Um, so if so, anybody else wins this, that that gives yeah. them, in my opinion, a much bigger boost. Yeah. So we have three different winners here, I guess. Right? I took Coleman, Clarence. You took Kidman. Yeah. And then Stuart for Sasha. Too bad. It's just too bad we we can't see these women go up on stage and pick these, win these, because that would be so fun. And then why do people want to take our fun away? (laughs) Yeah, I know. We need every award season needs a uh, Olivia Coleman drunken award speech. Seriously, (laughs) we need, and we we all need fun. It's like why are they keep taking? All right, so I mean, it's like there couldn't be anything more frivolous than the Golden Globes. Like it doesn't have to be the Pulitzer Prize, you know. Um, okay, best actor, motion picture drama. We have Mahershala Ali, Swan Song. And I'm half wondering if he might, well, no, he probably won't, but we'll never know. Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, he's going to win. No, I don't know. Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, Tragedy of Macbeth. So of our front runners right now, uh, oh, Peter Dinklage didn't get in here. Oh, yeah, no, he did. In he got in comedy. Musical. Right, right, right. Okay. Musical. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, so there's two in comedy musical, like Peter Dinklage and um, Andrew, uh, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. That and could... Anthony Ramos for In the Heights. Right, right. Yeah. Three musicals. Yeah. No, that would be nice, but I don't think so. But I think the other yeah. two could, could definitely bust into this category. So keep that in mind when you predict these, because probably the person who wins this category is going to go on to to win the Oscar. Um, although I don't know how ironclad that stat is. Um, anyway, so what are you, when are you going to predict for that? Uh, I'm going to take Will Smith. I'll stick there. Okay. Clarence? I'm going with the Cumberbatch. Okay, good 
choice. All right. So yeah. So Chadwick Boseman, Joaquin Phoenix, Rami Malek, Gary Oldman, Casey Affleck, Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Eddie Redmayne, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. It's it's fourteen of the past twenty one. Okay. All right. Fourteen of the past twenty one winners of Globe in that category went on to an Oscar. And did you factor in musical comedy to fill it? No, out? sorry, just drama. Okay, because I wonder how many how many didn't get either and when won mm, the Oscar. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good good question. Because you know, like Jean Dujardin won and he won the Oscar. Um, right. All right, I'm going with. God, that's tough. That is tough. Um, shit. So I wonder, do we know the Globe correlation between? Best Picture and Best Actor. I know The Revenant won Best Picture and Best Actor, but it looks like in general they split them up. The Descendants won Picture and Actor. I will go with Will Smith on that because if I think Power of the Dog is going to win Best Picture, um, I don't think they're going to give it to Cumberbatch, although he's so perfectly Globes, isn't he? He's like, he was born to win the Golden Globe. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think he's ever won one, right? Wouldn't no, it be hilarious if both Nicole Kidman no. and Javier Bardem won? Like, that would be the oh funniest. My God. People would just flip out. Yeah. yeah. That would be funny. All right. So we got three. Do we? No. Clarence and I are in agreement on that. Um, all right. You're taking, you're taking Cumberbatch or you're taking Smith? I'm taking Smith. Yeah, that's okay. me. You and me. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Clarence, Clarence has. Okay. Clarence has, Bit, All right, now we're on to actress musical comedy. We have Marianne Cotillard for Annette, Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza, Jennifer Lawrence, Don't Look Up, Emma Stone, Cruella, Rachel Zegler, West Side Story. Toss a dart. <laughs> well, right? I mean, yeah, could seriously, it could be any of them because yeah. if it was the show, we know that Jennifer Lawrence would win. <laughs> right. Or Emma Stone. Yeah, we know that because they like the stars to get up on stage. But this time it could be it could be Rachel Ziegler getting up there crying, you know, and winning. Um, but there's no show, so yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to go with Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I did as well. Okay, I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's a tough one because Jennifer Lawrence isn't that great and don't look up, honestly. Emma Stone is yeah. really good in Cruella. Really, really good. That's that's the one I was between with Haim. Was was same. Yeah. Yep. Right. I'd love uh, to see Zegler win this though. I'm, that would really help. I'm gonna uh, predict her. An upcoming article. I, I'm gonna predict Rachel Zegler. Oh God, I've got to get yeah. my thing in there. I'm gonna predict yeah. Rachel Zegler <laughs> for West Side Story. Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going just on pure emotion. Like, I think that yeah. when you're watching uh -oh. it, she's the one you fall in love with the most. But who knows? I could be wrong. I'll probably be wrong. But that's that's well, my in the, prediction. In the TV world, they do like to crown an ingenue, so to speak. Um, they always like the hot young actress. And this is their chance, I think, this year. Because there isn't really, because of COVID and all that, they don't have any buzzy um, television shows to crown with an ingenue type. So maybe they extend that. Um, desire into um, best actress comedy. 
Both Alana Haim and Rachel Ziegler have, in my opinion, the meatiest roles. Like they have right. the biggest, mo most emotionally challenging of these. Um, and I feel like when you watch West Side Story, she gets, she really is the heart of the film and she sends you away with, uh, you know, with, with emotion. I think, I think that, that that's going to carry over. But we'll see. And if she does get this win, by the way, I'll predict her as my fifth uh, Best Actress nominee. All right. Best Actor, Motion Picture, Musical Comedy, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> now, we know. We don't even have to go through this list. We know he would win if there was a show like uh, Peter Dinklage, Cyrano, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Cooper Hoffman, Licorice Pizza, and Anthony, Anthony Ramos in In the Heights. I went with Andrew Garfield. That's a good performance for sure. Yeah, it's the same for me, Andrew Garfield. All right, I'm going with Leo on that. Just because he's Leo, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and the thing about him is that I do think that there was probably that yacht situation. I don't know for <laughs> sure. I don't think he's very, I mean, he's pretty funny and Don't Look Up, but I think that if they don't award that movie in Best Picture, they're going to want to give... Although it's tough to pass up Andrew Garfield, too. I mean, he acts his heart out in that. Right. If you like that movie at all, you're going to go for him. And then there's Peter Dinklage, who could win for Cyrano. In fact, there's, I'm going to pick Peter Dinklage, I think. I'm okay. changing. All right. Here's the thing. I could see it being Leonardo DiCaprio if they were doing blow out of fuckers' asses in the uh, yacht that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, that's the one like if that happened then it's then it's on fun coupons <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no seriously yeah it's on but peter dinklage is a huge star too i mean not literally yeah. but he's you know he's a huge oh, he's, he's awesome in it too and he's Good great thing. in it so and if they like cyrano at all they're gonna pick although they didn't like it enough to give poor old Haley bennett any love so yeah I'm going to yeah. go with Dinklage on that. I think that it translates. He's charming as hell. It's probably not going to sure. be him. It's probably going to be the ones you guys pick. But why not? We should just pick different ones. Who cares? Nobody's yeah, even fun. paying attention. Have There's fun. not even a gold derby competition. <laughs> so, Right. <laughs> Who <Yeah>. cares? <laughs> the thing about Peter Dinklage is they're not. I mean, he won one time for uh, first season of Game of Thrones, but he was never nominated again. Oh. Well. oh. Yeah, so I don't know that they really like him all that much well we know they like leo that's for sure um hmm. yeah. so what do you think that they just don't like him as a person or no i just don't think that they um they ever felt that i with with yeah, I don't, that's not a stat i mean that's just a it's a thing right so i i don't know that they ever felt the need to go back and revisit that they don't with television shows, they don't like to award the same thing over and over again. So, well, I, I'm honestly at a loss. I can't decide between those three that I have a really hard time just based on the performance, probably Andrew Garfield based on the star power and the studio and the publicity, Leo based on my own emotions, Peter Dinklage. So that's a tough one. I'll stick with Dinklage, but it's going to be wrong. And listen, nobody cares. Like nobody's keeping track of our predictions here. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I have to turn off that part of my brain, my ego part of my brain that wants to be right. You know? Yeah. This oh, is, my. this is a great, this is a great opportunity to do to like a no guts, no glory type. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Fun at it. Cause there is no, there's no scoreboard on this one. No. Mark is fully writing this down, and he will fully write this <laughs> shit. I, I know. Play. It's true. It's true. <laughs> like, you know, like All right. Now we've got a really tough, probably the toughest category. Um, 
supporting actresses Catriona Balfe for Belfast, Ariana DeBose, West Side Story, Kristen Dunn's Power of the Dog, Anjanu Ellis, King Richard, Ruth Nega passing. I'm sticking with my number one, and it's going to be Ariana DeBose. Mm. Yeah, I think I think the sweep is going to start here. DeBose, uh, I'll do that as well. I think she's going to. I think she's going to sweep this year. Talking Root to her more. Oh, All right. Well, if she yeah. wins yeah. and Rachel Zegler wins and West Side Story wins, that's quite a hefty haul mm-hmm. for for West Side Story. Um, I'm going to go with Katriona on that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she is a Golden Globe sweetheart. She has been nominated for almost every season of Outlander. Wow. Wow. You really did do your homework. You really <laughs> did, man. Clarence is ready for Globe Night. But I told also, you I'm bringing it tonight. <laughs> I love it. I also think if they're not going to give Belfast Best Picture, they're going to want to give it something. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a good place for them to do that. I think it's either going to be with Belfast winning or without Belfast winning, but I still think she's got a good chance there. Although the diversity thing, they're going to... But then you got... I hate to say this. Please don't kill me, listeners. I'm just trying to be as honest as I possibly can. But you got some vote splitting going on here with the mm-hmm. uh, Debose if you're if you're looking for people who are going to vote to be inclusive as opposed to the vote for the one that they think is best then you right. get vote splitting because they don't know where to put their I think that Ariana Debose is good enough that she can overcome that and she can be the front runner but I think in a situation like that uh Balf would benefit Kirsten Dunst is also a really big celebrity she could get in there. Ruth Nega could win just on a total split vote scenario. Um, I'll stick Netflix, with, with Katrina. Plus Netflix campaigning. And Katrina is like a lead role in a yep. and and often lead roles tend to win when they're put into a supporting category. You know. I'll be rooting for her. I hope I hope she wins it. I agree, and I think it's it's the more likely. I, I was thinking the same scenario as you that they didn't want to send um, Belfast home empty-handed, but I I can't not go with Ariana Debose because I'm such a big fan of that performance. <laughs> yeah. But I put my money elsewhere. Um, well, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, I got you. Okay, so best ah uh, here we go. Best supporting actor. You got a split vote scenario happening there though. Um, okay, best supporting actor. You've got Ben Affleck for the Ten to Buy. Jamie Dornan, <laughs> Belfast, Siren Hines, Belfast, Troy Kotsur, Coda, Cody Smith McPhee, Power of the Dog. Okay. <laughs> so he, here I went with uh, with Jamie Dornan. Even though there is vote splitting, I don't know. I feel like he's got a bigger role than Kieran Hines. Um, and it's Jamie Dornan, and he had that other thing this year, the um, the comedy with uh, Barb, and Star. Barb and Star. Yes. Um, although I could see them giving it to Ben Affleck. Okay. I'm going with Troy Kotsar for this. Um, I don't think they're going to pass up an opportunity to give an award to a deaf actor, for one thing. He's also really good, and they've nominated Coda in Best Picture. They obviously like it. Um, and he's very touching in the movie. I think Siren Hines could easily win this, but he does split with Jamie Dornan. Mark. Well, let's make it a, a, a cross. We'll, we'll all have different picks. I'll pick uh, Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. That way, that way, I don't have it. Well, I guess I'm going to have it winning somewhere else. But 
That way it wins two awards, we'll say. Yeah. And it's weird at the Globes because they do like to split them up, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think those are all, yeah. So Troy, I, I think Troy Kutzer is going to win the whole season and I think it's going to start here. Okay. But, mm-hmm. um, but I could see Siren Hines also. It just depends. Yeah. We don't know. We can't, we haven't tested Belfast out with, with I know. regular I voters. I know. This so. is, I have no idea what to do with it right now. Yeah. I mean, I watched I it again the other day and, um, oh, I think best. it's, in my opinion, it's still heads and shoulders above everything else in terms of how good it is, how moving it is, how expert. The cinematography is quite exceptional. Yes, it is. Even the production design, like all the little things in it are, uh, yeah, anyway. And it's the only movie this year that gave me the feeling of uplift. King Richard does too, I think. I haven't seen that again. I need to rewatch it. But yeah, um, King Richard does. I've I've seen King Richard three times now and I'm... I, I'm a bigger fan every time I <clears throat> see it. But what I like about Belfast, like you mentioned, is it is it not only gives you that feel good, but it's also heartbreaking the way, you know, that final scene. Yeah. I don't want to spoil, but, you know, the, the final scene is, oh, my God. And I think it, it does matter if you're connected to the characters. Like I know Clarence was talking about watching it yeah. with his wife and, and how – you know, if, if 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 there's a distance between you and the characters, and you're not quite there. Then it, it can just seem like a lot of people talking, you know, on screen until they get to the Van Morrison songs. But I, <laughs> so I think you really have to. It's it is a movie you have to. As right, my daughter used right. to say, "Mommy, you have to stare at it." Because <laughs> she, <would say, laughs> she would always go, "Mommy, look," and I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, Emma." And she'd say, "No, you have to." And she's a little toddler. You have to stare at it, meaning lift up your head and look at it. <laughs> oh so sad but that's that is a movie that you do have to watch it you can't just like you know um and and so those kind of movies have a harder time with voters but um and so if they're connected with belfast you know if they have that sort of feeling at all then they're gonna love then that's how you're gonna know if siren hines wins that then you've got a really strong contender in belfast if he doesn't win that and Tori Kotzer wins, then you know Belfast is going to have a little bit of more of a rocky road. Because um, if they're emotionally connected with this character, him, Siren Hines, um, then that's the key to the whole thing, you know. Um, okay, best director, Kenneth Branagh, the nicest man in the universe, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Lost Daughter, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Dennis Villeneuve, Dune. I think this is probably the only one we're all going to agree on. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Campion? Yeah. Marks? Yeah, that's the that's mine too. I was waiting for you to come in with like a Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I, I know, about, me too. I thought him earlier I was thinking about him, but I, I, and that's why when I mentioned Cody Smith, I said, ah, there's one other one that'll have it winning. But um, yeah, Campion, I, I, I'm going to, Probably bet on Campion till the end, I'm guessing, but we'll see. Although you are giving up the opportunity to pass up the feel-good film of the year um, by awarding Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> but you know, right, right. in in another time and place, I would give this to Steven Spielberg, um, but because they love him so much. But if they do that, it's going to be such a kiss off to. It's going to p- piss people off so badly if they they don't <laughs> give it to Jane Campion. Like if Kenneth Branagh somehow, I could see Belfast winning picture and director. Yeah, and so what? Well, I'm just telling you, you know like, how it's going to go. Why, they already... why, would people, why are people upset by things like that? Like, I'm not upset. Belfast is my movie, and I'm 
totally fine with Campion winning or Spielberg or even Villeneuve. Like it's these are good movies. I mean, they're all, they, they're, all wor- they're all worthy. Yeah, and the Globes they don't often split the vote, but a lot of times when they do split the vote, that that is a harbinger for how the vote's going to split on down the road. When you really have to worry about the Globes is when something wins picture and director, because that's really rare that it then goes on to win. Like Argo, I think is the only one that I can think of, other than Nomadland, that won both mm-hmm. of those and then went on to win. I mean, you know, uh, the artist did. Um, but it's 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 not as common. They like to split. So uh, if it was me, I'd have a really hard time with this because I like Kenneth Branagh so much. Like, I just like yeah. him as a person, and it would be really hard yeah. to not vote for him. <laughs> I like Jake Campion would, too, obviously. Yeah, needless to say, but um, yeah. I'm just saying. I would have my vote. I could understand that Bran. I could understand it if Branagh wins. Put it that way. Sure. Um, I could see that happening, but I think that then that kicks it over to Jane Campion for the win because uh, yeah. there's no reason why she wouldn't be winning that, you know. Okay, screenplay: Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, uh, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, Adam McKay, Don't Look Up, and Aaron Sorkin being the Ricardos. Hmm. <sighs> I go with Mr. Branagh on this, but I could see Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson winning for sure. I went with Branagh as well. Yeah, I got to go Branagh since I have it winning picture. I can't see it just winning picture and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So I'll go screenplay and picture for Belfast. Yeah, and I'm going with screenplay and a supporting actress, but I think is a really good chance it could also win picture and director. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'm going to go with Power of the Dog for now for picture and director. I think. I think. I don't know. That's a tough one. All right. Clarence? Clarence? Yes. Oh. I said Kenneth Branagh. Oh, you did. Okay. Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. See, nobody cares. Like, these are totally in a vacuum and nobody cares, but I still have that nervous thing of, like, I can't get these wrong. Like, I have to get them exactly <laughs> right. So stupid. <laughs> um, okay. Animated. Yeah. We have Encanto, Flea, Luca, My Sunny Mad, and Raya, The Last Dragon. Wow, what the hell is my sunny mad? I have not, I have not heard of that one. Oh, have you guys heard? Have you guys seen that one? No, no it looks, it looks like it's Middle Eastern. Okay. Hmm. Somebody's gonna Friend. scream at me. Get our hands on that. Getting that wrong. Uh, Flea <laughs> will win that, right? Flea's yes. gotta win that. So. I'm gonna go weird again. I love Ryan the Last Dragon, so I'm going to root for that one. All right. They're not Disney shills in this category. I'm, I'm, I'm just fun. telling you. I'm just telling you. The year <laughs> that know. Toy Story 4 won everything, oh. they went with like the um, whatever the um, better the, choice was. No, whatever. Please. Toy Story 4 is junk. Stop. It is not junk. You are a trash person for saying <laughs> I that. I am a trash person, no question. <laughs> you know, Luca could easily win this. Yeah. It could. It could. It's Italian. It's they did. Boring, they but... did not. That's what it's missing. Is the Mitchells versus Machines? Yeah. Correct. And what about Encanto? Oh. You don't think Encanto yeah. can win this? No, I think Encanto. any of them can win. I don't know anything about my Sunny Mad, but I think the other four it could. It could go to any of them. I don't know that they're going to nominate Flea and Animated. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because it's yeah. not. It's yeah. just that it's that's the medium, but nobody's looking right. at Flea because it's brilliant animation. It, it is it is serviceable and it it fits the story, but it's it's not 
because it, it doesn't need to be flashy for what the story is, but it's not, it, you know, it didn't it didn't factor into the um, the Annie Awards. I don't think, although I don't know that, that it was eligible for that. Yeah, I don't know if it was either, but I know that Raya was the big nominee yeah. here as well. So I'm hoping that others feel the same way that I do. If if the Annies do, and I and I do, maybe others do as well. The problem with Raya at at the is it Raya or Raya? Sorry, or I don't know. I think it's Raya. I think it's Raya. Raya, yeah, yeah. The problem with that at the Annies is that it didn't get Best Director. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, think, I haven't looked at the to see what the stats are with that, but um, yeah, that's odd. There's, that I mean, the it's most... that it got the most nominations, but there's no, no director. Uh, yeah, interesting. Okay. Good, you good, also to to look at the Annie's. You also have to realize that um, companies can basically buy their um, membership. So like Disney could <laughs> buy a block. Like the years that Netflix dominated um, the Annie's is they they basically bought a large block of Netflix memberships and that drove up all the, the votes to vote for a Netflix film. Disney just doesn't do that because they don't care anymore. Okay. So one of the, one of my favorite stats in that cat in the animated categories involves the ACE Eddies. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ACE Eddies have been around since 2009 and their winner has matched with the animated uh, feature Oscar 11 out of 12 times. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. The Lego movie won the ace and Oscar went to Big Hero 6 that year. So that's the only time out of 12 years that Ace Eddie didn't match. As weird as that might be, that's a pretty good stat, 11 out of 12. Well, you don't – you very rarely bet against a Disney film for animation um, because I think people don't watch the movies and I think they just say, okay, this is a Disney thing or this is a Pixar thing. I'm just going to vote for that. But Disney's got – they have a lot they have of products three. this year. Yeah, they have they have three that'll probably be in there with Encanto, Luca, and and Raya. So I don't know how that. I mean, that could split votes, and maybe this goes to Mitchell's, which yeah. Mitchell's is doing the best with the critics so far. So, right, I could see that. I was surprised when the nominations came out and Mitchell's wasn't included at the Golden Globes. Yeah, staff, considering yeah. Netflix heavy, the Globes were this year. Yeah, that's uh, that is odd. I'm we need to go back and revisit there. this Toy Story 4 conversation, though. But we'll <laughs> save that for a different day, my friend. Yeah, I... Mm. And now we're moving on to uh, foreign. foreign language. So we have compartment number six. We have Drive My Car, Hand of God, A Hero, Parallel Mothers. Boy, that's rough. Those are <laughs> That's competitive. Yeah. I'm going to do Parallel Mothers just to make this chaotic because Parallel Mothers was not selected for Oscar. So throw a wrench into it with, you know, Penelope Cruz's film winning. I went with Drive My Car because right around the time they're probably voting, it hit big. It was it was everybody's, you know, yeah. you know yeah. big you thing, particularly LA. since it won L.A. Yeah. You're going to do Drive My Car? I am, um, Yes. I'm going to do Parallel Mothers also um, because uh, I don't, they don't usually go with the, well, I mean, they could do it. They could. It did, uh, hmm. <laughs> I actually didn't think drive my car. I, I hate to say it, but I just didn't, it was to me, it was really just very slow and hard to follow and beautiful movie and everything. But Parallel Mothers is just so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's, it's a so masterpiece, good. practically. Yeah, um, it's my fa- I think it's my favorite Al- Almodovar. 
It's such a good movie, and I, I can't believe it's not doing better. But listen, I haven't seen... I mean, I know A Hero and Hand of God. These are both also really good movies, so yeah. um, it could be any Parallel, Parallel Mothers also shows up in score. Yeah, and they love Pedro, right? Yeah. So um, Drive My Car is very cr- film critic It's very opaque. You guys have all seen it? Yeah. No. Clarence hasn't seen it. Okay. No. Mark, you saw it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I liked it. I think uh, the first 40 minutes is incredible. I was Same. really Same. riveted by it. And uh, and then from there, it's good. And there's some there's some really great moments. Like I liked when they were at, like it was like a dumb, you know, a, a garbage lot or something in the snow. And that scene was really, that was great too. But yeah, it, it was been a great year for film but i think that i think that would just miss my top 20 i feel year, like that's, the uh, the first part set me up for a movie that i really wanted to see but then it dropped yeah, right. and became a different movie that was fine <laughs> but not exactly the movie that i really wanted to see yeah it almost it almost <laughs> made that first 40 minutes like not necessary almost. kind of and that was or the like best part well because you know how the credits roll like 45 yeah. minutes in so yeah. maybe it really is two movies that they just sandwiched I together mean, yeah i yeah. don't know <laughs> but the first part is great you know yeah it's, it's terrific it's it's tense it's interesting it's almost like two different people made each of these halves of the movie right. um all right so now we get to score we have uh, uh, French Dispatch, Desplat. We have Encanto, which is Jermaine Franco. It's a female. That's very rare. Johnny Greenwood, Power of the Dog, um, Alberto Iglesias, Parallel Mothers, and Hans Zimmer, Dune. That's going to be Hans Zimmer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm taking. <laughs> I'm going with Johnny Greenwood yeah. because they're also thinking about Spencer, maybe. Okay. That's very yeah, hip for he, the Globes to go with Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, he had a big year. He also had Licorice Pizza, I think, this year. So that, it would make sense to recognize him for. But like, I could see them giving it to um, Jermaine Franco for Encanto. Yeah, me too. This year, for sure. Then they get their, you know. Johnny Greenwood's score would probably be my personal choice here. Same, yeah. You know, I loved it. So good. <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite score of his, actually, that he's ever done. It's really wow. Mm-hmm. More than there will be blood. Oh yeah, God. Oh my God, that's my favorite. <laughs> you don't, you don't like there will be no, blood. No, do I don't. No. Oh my God. I guess I'm not the biggest PTA fan. Mm-hmm. I like a couple of his movies, but I can't be trusted when it comes to him. I don't really. Okay. Um, all right. Best motion picture song. So we've got King Richard. We've got Encanto. We've got Belfast. Um, is that Van Morrison that does Down to Joy? Yeah. Okay. We've got Respect. Um, is that Jennifer Hudson? No. Yeah, I think I think Jennifer Hudson performs it. No Time to Die. That's Billie Eilish. That's, yep, Billie Eilish. So if that was a show, they'd probably pick Billie Eilish, right? Yeah, or Beyonce. Well, they always go for the... Well, they... they historically have gone for the bond song of late right but that's when it was netflix or uh no that was when the same publicist who's on netflix now was on the james bond movies mm-hmm. so i don't know if but I, I could see it being billy eilish i definitely could um boy that's a rough one i'm gonna pick respect 
because I feel like they're going to want to show some respect to respect. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to uh, go with Beyonce from King Richard. Yeah, it's a good choice. That's uh, a really good choice. Is that a good song? Because I, I can't really, it doesn't no. really pop in my head. No, I mean, it's not. I don't think it is. <laughs> but I don't mm. like much of that kind of music and pop music's not my thing. I like the Bond song the best, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. So you I can, know what? I can see that one. I'll be rooting for it. I, I My second choice would be Belfast. That would be my... I kind of want to go for, for Van Morrison on that because he is Van Morrison after all. Love to see it. Yeah. I think there's a good chance. The only reason I won't is because they don't generally, unless it's La La Land, you know, they don't generally give it everything. Um, one movie. So... Mm-hmm. All right, well, that does it for our... I mean, there's TV. You guys probably don't nah, want to do that. That Clarence nah. can do that with the, the ADTV yeah. crew. So I guess we'll move on to questions, right? Did we want to um, quickly go over our SAG predictions? Oh, yeah. Do it. All right. Um, what have y'all got for ensemble? Oh, no. I didn't put it down. <laughs> My ens- I'll, go. I'll go first if you want. I right. can give you some time. Um... I took Belfast, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. Mm. I went with Belfast, King Richard, Coda, Power of the Dog, and Don't Look Up. Ah. Because there's all this buzz right now about yeah. how yeah. SAG didn't get West Side Story screeners. Okay. Oh, Good really? Where'd you get that buzz from? I've heard it from a couple. I mean, I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard it from a couple different people. Our man on the ground, Jalal, told me. You're always you're always so plugged <laughs> into these things. Like I, I never get the plugged in, in intel. Never. To talk to Jalal a little more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they didn't get the West Side Story screener. Hmm. hmm. And. I, I was trying to decide which contemptuous film that I would put in there um, to hate my soul. And I think I went with Don't Look Up, but I was very close to putting ha- uh, House of Gucci in there. <laughs> well, be prepared because I, I have a feeling oh Don't God. Look Up is going all the way. In fact, I think Don't Look Up is a DGA nominee. Mm. I do. I really do. Like, it's hard to fathom it, but I, I feel like it's such a big movie right now among a certain type of person. And that type of person are the people that vote on these awards. So um, I mean, Vice got in. Yeah, Vice, and this is this is you know, this has even more sort of political importance than either Vice or The Big Short because it's not negative; it's it's uh, you know activist or whatever. Um, and their Netflix is so smart with publicity; like they're just so smart. They have have already gotten Leo out there talking about how he's using the movie to get people to sign up to help with the climate, you know, join our cause. Like that's so smart. That's so Lisa Tayback at uh, Netflix. That is just, just brilliant publicity that she does to make it, you know, even more important. And, and that is definitely, that's a, a very low price to pay for saving, you know, in their minds, saving the, the climate, even though it's just like pushing the little red button at the stop, walk it doesn't do anything <laughs> but it, it makes them feel like they're doing something um 
Uh, okay. So I, I guess then to that end, I will go with power. The easy ones, power the dog Belfast. Don't look up. I'm not going with King Richard. Um, because it's, it's a, it's a smaller cast, you know? Um, even though, yes, I know that they are very diverse and inclusive. Isn't there another movie that they might pick that is yes. West side story. So that's four. And then, um, Coda for my five. So those are ensemble for me. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss I, I, I don't know how small the cast is for King Richard, though. Two people, it's, really. Two no, it's, it's, no, it's... All it's, the girls. Well, there's the too many. The, but the, there's, there's the coaches. The two coaches. Mm, yeah. It's mainly Will Smith and the wife that people are going to know. The, the, Tony. Tony Goldwyn and um, um, the guy from <laughs> Walking Dead. Just right, like, I just drew a blank on him too. Yeah, that's true, but it does it does remind me a little bit of um, that tennis movie, where I thought that was going to get in for ensemble and it didn't. I, I know King John, Richard is a lot. John Bernthal. John uh, Bernthal. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think there's a really good chance that it can, but if if it's between West Side Story and King Richard, even though the screeners thing. Possibly, probably King Richard. I mean, Will Smith is, is certainly popular and it could definitely get in. I can't say that it won't, but for now I'm going to stick with West Side Story gets in. I'm Listen, I'm always wrong, so don't go with what I say. I'm always wrong. It, you know, if you feel this inclination, you guys are going to be right. And I'm Both of you against me, like there's no chance I'm going to be right. Oh. oh, you know what? Tragedy of Macbeth could also get in for that ensemble well, even though it's a it's it's a very difficult movie to watch. yeah i don't know that's gross, <laughs> that's gross. I, can't, I cannot i cannot <laughs> mark didn't like it it's funny because there's very few i thought movies. it was fine i yeah. thought it was fine i just didn't love it but mark doesn't like macbeth though we talked about this he doesn't like macbeth yeah it's it's too wordy <laughs> There's too there's, there's too many notes. Too many notes yeah. No, but but I I will give you I, I have never my pet peeve is actors reading Shakespeare like I yeah. and I don't think any of the I think only with the exception of Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare and Love Americans can't do Shakespeare period the end British people have a a chance of being able to do Shakespeare pretty well. But even they, I mean, like, I like to read Shakespeare. I don't like to hear actors do it, especially the comedies. But I feel like this, he played it to me a little too straight, like right on the nose, you know. And it would have been interesting to me if he had done something a little bit different. I thought she was not cast well. Yeah. And mm. that was her passion project. That's I know, why but... I did it. I will. I, I I would totally agree with you. I have the same issue with, and I would just say non non Shakespearean trained actors because I, as great of an actor as Denzel Washington is, and I do think he is a fantastic actor. Watching him in this, I just felt that he was reading lines that he didn't understand. Well, her too. I, I mean, I yeah. know she she understands the words. Maybe she understands them too well because she didn't. She, 
I, that was not a Lady Macbeth that, I mean, and I think she's a really good actress. Not everybody can do every part, you know, Right. but she's not right for Lady Macbeth and she didn't get it right. She didn't do it right. Well, I'm sorry. You didn't do it right, Francis. <laughs> I should cut that out. That's so bad. That's so mean. <laughs> Look at me. I'm sitting in my fucking chair next to a bowl <laughs> of water saying, you didn't do it right, Francis. Give me a break. She did it fine. She did it good. Just in my personal opinion, my personal impression was she was the wrong person to play the part because Lady Macbeth, Jessica Lange would have been better. You know, you need. Well, no, I mean, when, when she reads, I know what you're saying. When she reads the speech about she wants to desex herself and she wants to, um, you know, take the babe suckling from her breast, you don't think of Frances McDormand as a mother. I, I haven't know. thought of her as a, as a mother or a, a, since Fargo, right? I mean, no, she just doesn't I mean, she's have so, that. That character is supposed to be like a fecund character. Like she's supposed to have, you know, sumptuousness to her like viola davis would be good you know or you know somebody that has and she francis mcdormand for all of her strengths as an actress she has a lot of them she's she's hard she comes off as hard-hearted mm-hmm. and it, it it you know to me it just it set off it didn't seem like the right fit for lady Macbeth. Plus, I don't think that they did a very good job in the um, in her madness in in descending into madness. Yeah, exactly. It's like they cut. She's at a party and then all of a sudden they just cut to her and she's walking around in her sleep or whatever. And then she's like on the floor like that. There was not a a good. Yeah, that that is a great, usually a really great part, you know, Mm -hmm. needless to say. I will say it's funny that you mentioned Jessica Lange because I will say she gives the best Shakespearean performance of an American actor that I've ever seen in uh, Julie Tamer's Titus um, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. She plays uh, his foil in uh, Titus, and she is absolutely fantastic. She is everything that you just talked about. She is sexual. She understands the dialogue. She, she gives it 110%. Yeah, and I feel like it's you can count on one hand people who can do Shakespeare really, really well. Like, obviously, Ian McKellen is one of them. Um, I felt like everybody Kenneth in Brown. Kenneth Brown, of course, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> In his sleep. In his sleep, he can do it. But listen, not everybody can, and and a lot of Americans can't. It's sad to say, but it's true. It's a language thing, you know? Maybe it's easier for the comedies, for American actors to do the comedies, because Denzel Washington was good in um, Much Ado About Nothing, as was Robert, uh, what's his face, from Dead Poets Society. Um, And then you had all the Romeo and Juliet's, uh, of course, that's a drama, but... um, uh, there were good performances in that, too. I felt like, to me, Gwyneth Paltrow and Joseph Fiennes in Shakespeare in Love do, to me, like some of the best Shakespeare. They just, mm-hmm. to me, did it the way it's supposed to be read, Romeo and Juliet. I just thought that was very good. But but it's rare. Okay. So we've done that. Now let's move on to actor. Actor is going to be our, probably very similar to our Golden Globes, right? Um, yeah, probably. So who are I'm sticking I'm sticking with my five. So your five is Will Smith, Cumberbatch, Garfield, Washington, Dinklage. I went with uh, everyone except Dinklage. I feel like Cyrano just isn't bubbling up enough at this point, and uh, I don't think they nominate it for anything. And I'm going with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he's my six. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you think he had a big enough part? I mean, he is Leo. So. Yeah, he had a. He was awesome in it. He had. The, he has the biggest acting scene when he kind of loses. He's got the network on. scene. 
Yeah. All right, but uh, for me, uh, if I have to drop someone, I have to drop Andrew Garfield, and I don't really want to do that. But oh no, Garfield's Uh, in because he's got Laura Dern power behind him. She's been hosting private events for him. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, and it's actors, and he plays an actor. The only thing is, yeah, I mean, are we really going to have three Netflix actors in there? Best actor. Uh, I only have two. Who's the third? Well, it would be Leo. Oh, I don't have Leo. So that's probably where. Yeah. I I do think that that fifth slot is negotiable. And and for me, Andrew Garfield is in my fifth. For you guys, it sounds like it's Dinklage. Yeah, Garfield's my three. Dinklage is my five. And I think DiCaprio is Clarence's five, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's for Tick, Tick, Boom, it's just going to come down to how much people like the movie overall. Did they like, I feel like it's either Don't Look Up or Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't feel like it's both. And that's only because it's their Netflix and they have to push one or the other. They can't push both. It's, then it's, it's not going to be all Netflix, you know, at the Oscars. But um, all right. <clears throat> so Best Actress, SAG. Um, hmm. Let's see. Do you guys have a solid five for that? I do. I, I'm going with the traditional one that, that pretty much everybody else has. It's uh, Stuart, Kidman, Lady Gaga, Olivia Coleman, and Jessica Chastain. Same. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. <sighs> I just didn't think Jessica Chastain was that good in that. I know I'm the, I'm the oddball on it, but I just feel like that makeup was so bad that it, you know, it, it distracts from her performance. And so if she doesn't get in, in my opinion, that'll be why. But she is a really popular actress and she does transform herself completely and she goes all in. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't she get nominated? You know, there's not other than the makeup and makeup hasn't really stopped them before. But I feel like for me personally, that's the fifth. That's the weak contender. Yeah. And if you're going to replace it with somebody like Rachel Zegler, then it's going to be Jessica Chastain that gets taken out based on the movie not being that strong. But I agree with you on the other four locks. And I'm going with my own personal stat in that uh, the movie that I usually like the most um, gets shit on at SAG, like Mank did last year. (laughs) So I'm just assuming that they're only going to give West Side Story the Mank vote, uh, which is just supporting actress. Oh, because you don't think it's getting in for ensemble? No. Mm -hmm. I think they're really going to love West Side Story, although if they didn't get screeners, I guess that's a, a thing. Um, all right, so we want to do supporting really quick, supporting actress. Sure. I think supporting actress is probably going to match the SAG. What do you think? I mean, the Globe. No. Um, I have. have uh, I have Marley Matlin in. Ooh, oh. Like Over yeah, who? Naga. Yes, I think they're going big uh, for Coda here. Okay. Because it's been out the longest, it's you know it's it's the most easily accessible, and it's essentially it's a really great movie that plays incredibly well on television. And they like Marley Matlin. Yeah, so I'm going with Debose, Matlin, Ellis, Dunst, and Balf. Hmm. Okay. Anybody else from Don't Look Up besides Leo that could get in? Meryl no, Streep. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, God no. 
That's no, that's I agree, like but other people no, I agree, but other people don't feel that way. I mean, I personally agree. I think it's it, like to me, it practically ruined the movie. But without her, it would have been a much. I mean, at least the last part, like the first part, was fine. But the when she spirals into the other, but um, like she overdid it. Sometimes she does. You know, Meryl Streep, like with Death Becomes Her, like sometimes she does overdo her parts. Um, so that that is that. But I just wonder, like, if they really like that movie, are they going to pick other people from it? And it's such a huge cast. Like, what about Mark Rylance or? Ugh. <laughs> No, no, that's he... the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Everybody really love hates this movie. Oh, I don't, I don't mind the movie. I didn't like Mark Rylance's. <laughs> Why? Because he's like going around in, in a daze. Or... Yeah, he's just weird in it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't into that part of it. Mm. Um. Okay. So supporting actor, I'm just gonna go with you guys' things for now because I really don't. I don't have a handle on this right now at all, the SAG. Yeah. That's why I'm sticking with what I have for Oscar in all the acting categories. The only thing I had to come up with was really ensemble. But they don't often always line up. Yeah, but those if those are the five right now that I'm guessing for Oscar, I, I, I'm going to guess the same for... SAG, and then we'll then then make adjustments once SAG and you know, all these right. things play out. So who's your number five in supporting actor? Because <laughs> assuming you've got Troy Kotzer, Cody Smith Buffy, uh, Jamie Dornan, and Kieran Hines, who's yeah, your five? I've got, I've got those four, and then I've got Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza. This might be the one acting category that I do kind of pull that out because I think Bradley Cooper. I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets Oscar, but not not much else. And if I had to go away from him, I might go with Jared Leto, and that makes me want to puke my guts out. <laughs> Listen, so, I could yeah. totally see, I could see them going big for for Gucci. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I, I I really could. I could see getting in for ensemble Jared Leto. Like I could see that all the way down the line. You just never know with them. But I feel like Don't Look Up might take that spot. Yeah, that big ensemble spot. Um, the big ensemble everybody hates. But I, I also want to say that there is a tiny chance, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I know that I, I do think that there's a tiny chance that my initial prediction of being the Ricardos could pay off and it could do really mm-hmm. well in this. It could get ensemble. Yeah. It could get supporting actor with J.K. Simmons. It could get supporting actress with, with um, the woman who plays Ethel. Like th- that is an actor's movie if there ever was an actor's movie. So I keep your minds open for that. It, de- it always depends on who their nominating committee is. You just never know. That's why SAG is harder to predict because they, they mm-hmm. randomly sample 2,000 people from all over the country. And it seems to me that lately they've wanted it to be more DEI focused. So they would sample areas that they know are going to be more you know, inclusive. I don't know that that's true. They don't release that information. They don't say how they do it or any of their methods. Um, but I do think that there's a chance that they could go that way. That is a bravura acting. It's way better than the acting in Don't Look Up, for instance, or Gucci. So, you know, I, I, I grant you that our time as Oscar people in this community that we evolve into, it's not doing as well. But that doesn't mean it won't get SAG love. 
Right, and I do have Simmons in my number five slot with Lido at six. But, um, you know, it, it, it became widely available. Of course, they were not as stingy with screeners on this one as others have been. So uh, I presumably people have seen it in advance of its premiere on Amazon on December 21st. But I felt like it premiered and then Don't Look Up premiered like four days later and sucked up all the air in the room. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. But I, I saw Being the Ricardos at a SAG screening and mm-hmm. it played like gangbusters, man. So I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out that it's it's in there. I, I don't quite have the guts to predict it yet. If I did, I would take out, I don't know, maybe Coda, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll have to think about my predictions for SAG, but should we do our questions now? Sure. All right. So uh, I'm looking here. Let's see. I did get one on Instagram. It's all, did anybody ask us questions? Yeah, we have we have one here. No. Someone did. One person was somebody like, likes somebody us. did. We have a we have a bunch on Twitter. So All right, can... okay. Let me let me read my Instagram one and then we can do yours. It says This is nice. You guys will like this. Um, yes, my favorite podcast. First I'd like to wish you all the best in a, the Awards Dailies team and let you know that your podcast is absolutely my favorite. I always listen to you on my long drives. And my question is, how are the chances going for Belfast to win Best Picture? And what's your favorite film of the year? <laughs> who's, who's this guy or girl? Uh, Who is this from? It's a person on Instagram. I don't know what their actual name is. Well, they're my favorite person. Now, so. <laughs> I know. Well, whoever you are. Mostly have they been listening to this podcast because I've <laughs> been talking about Belfast since September. Yeah, we love Belfast, or I, I'll speak for myself, I love Belfast, and it sounds like most of us, except Clarence, do. Oh, Clarence, too. you follow this guy. His name is Hamdan, Fore- Hamdan Forever. Oh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in for that. Okay. Well, Hamdan. So he's a very intelligent person. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> exactly. sounds very smart. Um. All right, go ahead and answer. Oh, and another person asks, and you can answer along with. Is Belfast still the front runner, and does Spielberg West Side Story have a legitimate shot, despite Campion being the front runner for directing? So the first question is about mm. Belfast, and then also what's your favorite film of the year? So both people are just interested in how we feel about Belfast. <laughs> Go ahead, somebody else, because I've, right. I've said a lot of. We don't have we don't have caffeinated Mark this evening. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I'd say every week how much I love Belfast, so I don't... I think He's like, Belfast, Belfast, Belfast! <laughs> um, okay, I'm, so... ready, I'm ready to even praise, like, costume designs and makeup from it, so... All right, here's what I... I think. What I think is that we we we, we, we are assuming it's going to play like gangbusters. We don't know because all we've had so far are critics, and we're in a vacuum. And when you're on film Twitter you get a very warped idea of what people actually think. And they think that they speak for how people think, but they don't, you don't know until the votes start to come down. And, and once they do, you can feel the buzz and momentum for a certain movie. Um, do they love it? Do they not love it? You know, that's, we just don't know. Like for instance, I won't go off on a big long thing, but so yes, I personally think in my personal opinion that nothing has come close to Belfast in terms of beating it. For Best Picture, a lot of film people think that um, Power of the Dog is going to, but I've basically laid out why I don't think that that can win on a preferential ballot. I think if it was five nominees, it has a maybe a chance. 
but with a preferential ballot, I, I'm not seeing how it gets up to top three. I think it's a one or it's lower on the ballot because it's not really a movie that you feel the warm cockles of your heart. It's, it's a movie that you either love or you don't like at all. Whereas Belfast, I think that a lot of people are going to love it, but I think a lot of people are going to feel goodwill towards it. And so they'll put a shit to the top of their ballot. That's what they're going to do with Coda and what they're going to do with um, probably King Richard and West Side Story. Where people put movies on their ballot determines what wins in a preferential ballot. Like you, you, you take a huge gamble if you're just betting on number ones because it has mm-hmm. to be Argo, The King's Speech, The Artist. And we don't know if Belfast is that movie. It might be. It might be Juggernaut. might win Globes, PGA, DGA, you know. We don't know that yet. We assume it's going to be Power of the Dog winning the director part and Belfast winning the picture part. That's just our guess heading in, but we have to all be open-minded to the fact that it might not be. I don't know if that answers it. (laughs) I think so. What's your favorite movie of the year, you guys? Well, Clarence's West Side Story, right? No, no, mine is actually Power of the Dog. Oh, um, Power of the Dog. it's It's a... Power of the Dog or West Side Story. I've seen Power of the Dog twice, so it's fresher in my mind, but I do have a screener for West Side Story that I will be revisiting soon. Um, it, it's it, it's just very hard for me to say, and I have this problem a lot, but just that one film is particularly by and far and above my favorite film of the year. When you comparing West Side Story to Power of the Dog is, is apples and oranges. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's so the dramatically different filmmaking, dramatically different styles, it, you know, what is better than the other? I can't say. I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed both of them immensely. Both of them, you know, moved me in very different ways. So on any given day, it may be Power of the Dog and maybe West Side Story. So mm. it's one of those two. But I do think uh, Belfast is in is in the at, at least top three, if not pole position. Mine's my favorite is Belfast, if you don't know. <laughs> really? Did you like, did yeah. you like Belfast, um, Mark? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I I think Belfast. Like I, I don't want to I'm not predicting this, but I'm you know, every time I see Belfast, I've seen it three times. Every time I've seen it, I feel the same way about it, which is why would I not vote for that just straight down the line for everything? That's like I want to give it too, picture, yeah. director, screenplay. Uh, supporting actor, supporting actress. I want to give it cinematography, even though I also love Power of the Dog. Like, it's hard. I even love the score that's not eligible. Uh, it's just so great, and I love it. So that's mine, if you didn't know. Hmm. <laughs> um, for them, it's the best thing ever that Power of the Dog is out front on predictions right now because it gives them a chance to buzz under the radar. If they were out front, with predictions, it would it would be harder for them, but the fact that the all the pundits and all the critics have power of the dog in number one spot that actually helps Belfast yep. to be to come out from behind and be stealthy. Um, the only my only I, I, when I watch it, I, I I feel like I think it. I mean, I think other than Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story and Belfast, those are probably my three favorites of the year for sure. Um, but when I watch Belfast, I think this is just a movie that everybody's, it felt like, kind of feels like the artist to me. Like it's, it's just one of those wonderful films that people are going to love, but it does require a certain level of, you know, you, you have to be able to understand it. 
And if you don't understand it, then it might not move you. And I, and I, and my problem is that if there's a little barrier between, well, I mean, it certainly didn't hurt Parasite, right? Parasite is a movie that you had to understand to get it. And if you didn't, you weren't going to vote for it, but people, plenty of people did. So I think that's why Belfast, my only other hesitancy about Belfast is about the whole kind of ideology of the left right now, which is, you know, kind of anti-white men. So I don't know if that will play into it at all, if they really just want to give another award to a woman or, you know, somebody who's not white. I don't know how much that's going to factor in because the Oscar race is fluid. It's not static. We don't know what kind of think pieces are going to come out. We don't know what the mood is going to be, what the vibe is going to be. You know, things change the race and it does change the way people vote. Um, but, and I, I could see a lot of press making fun of the Academy for picking Belfast. I could see them doing that, you know, because, oh, it's just such an Oscar movie, all these white men and blah, blah, blah. I could see that happening. So mm. give, but if you take all that away and you just look at the movie itself, I think that it can't lose. It can't lose. I would vote for it. Number one, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So do we have any more? questions we have we have uh, a few twitter questions okay um, go ahead i can start mark if you want to read off some of them um i'm starting with uh bondi steve which his question is or their question is if uh, there's to be a complete left of field i.e no precursor support acting nomination who do you think it could be um no precursor support but separate from other nominations coming in like best picture best director just some out of left field or no i think i mean i think they could be like my first thought for this could be mike faced for uh or feist for west side story right he hasn't gotten he's not showed up anywhere but he's great in the film and maybe if the academy really loves west side story he gets in there like he's the the only nomination that he gets is actually the oscar nomination Mm. Yeah. When you say hasn't shown up anywhere, do you mean like Critics' Choice, Globes, like the big ones? Because there's all sorts of critics groups that are out there that have recognized almost everybody. Like there's very few, like like Mike Face has been recognized by one, two, three, four, six critics groups. Right, and so I it's would, hard to find. I would say like it's hard to find that. maybe Tessa Thompson, but she's also been recognized, so she yeah. wouldn't be out of left field oh, yeah. either. She's, um, so, but I could see yeah. something like that happening. There isn't somebody that like the critics have stood behind the way they did say, um, what's her name for 45 years, you know, or Marianne Cotillard for 21 days or whatever. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm butchering these titles, but I think, <laughs> I think if, if anything, I don't know where it would come from because without that kind of push and support, I don't know where it comes from. It just depends on if they right. organically like yeah. the movie. Right. But Penelope Cruz yeah. might get in. I think you probably have to look at a category that maybe the five are the weakest, right? So what would that be? Supporting actor, maybe? Yeah, a bit more up in the air. Yeah, and the, you know, because like right now I have Bradley Cooper in the fifth spot, um, and even you know he's been nominated by seven critics groups. Nothing major other than maybe Chicago, but you know, I, I, maybe it's something more like. Oh, I don't know. Pick somebody. Read Bernie got Gotham, so you can't go there. Or like Martha Plimpton in Mass. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're not okay. even talking about Anne Dowd. I mean, she could get in. 
She's she's received quite a bit. No, of but I mean not lately support. though. Like she could she right. could and and Mass could get in for for ensemble for that come that. But you know what about like Nightmare Alley? Nobody's talking about that. What if like? Yeah, that's a good that's a good call. Like maybe Kate yeah. Blanchett. She's terrific in it. How many nominations has Bradley Cooper gotten? For Nightmare Alley? Yeah. Um, let me bring that up real quick. I think Bradley I would Cooper pick him has for... only two. Indian Indiana and Philadelphia are the only two yeah. critics groups to nominate. So that's a good pick too. He's terrific in that. I think I would pick him for the fifth slot of yeah. the acting as a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good pick. Let's go with that. All right. All right. Um, uh, really quickly, you guys got to, since you're on the East Coast, just tell me when you need to hang up. But um, but uh, there's, a, there's a, I know I could see there's a couple here. Let's just cover Spider-Man really fast because I know people want to know sure. what I th- actually think about that. I think, as I've written about ad nauseum on the site, I think it, they should nominate Spider-Man. I think it's a tough ask that 100 people in the Academy are going to pick Spider-Man for their number one film of the year. I wish they would because I hate watching the Oscars die on a vine. But I don't think they will. I think with with ten nominees for Best Picture, there's no reason why they shouldn't have the number one movie that made a ridiculous amount of money during a global pandemic that got ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that's just a ridiculously high score, and people love the movie, and that it meets all of the requirements for Best Picture. Do I think it'll get in? No, I don't. But I, I would like for it to. That's the only way I can say it. I, I Predicting it is going to be tough. If it doesn't land a PGA, which it might, then, and even if it lands a PGA, there's no guarantee it gets in for the Oscars. It would be just like them to not pick it just because people are telling them to do it, you know? Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Now we have other questions, right? So do you want to, because there's quite a few questions, do you want to do like a... Um, Round table? One, one, yeah, like, or like one person answers each question sure. and we move, like we rotate? Let's do that. Okay, so Clarence, I'm going to ask you from Scott Kernan. Since 1951, the Oscar directing lineup has always consisted of at least one filmmaker who hasn't been nominated by the branch before. Do you think this could be the year the stat breaks, or is someone, perhaps an international feature director, likely to be nominated? Hmm, I like that stat. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and I, and we have talked about who that potential fifth and largely, usually international flavored director could be, because um, I don't think uh, Pablo uh, or Paulo Sorrentino has been nominated before, um, and there was a lot of conversation around um, his film, The Hand of God. Um, but I, I mean, those those five that we've talked about for so long are incredibly strong, and they've all been nominated before. So I I wonder if. Perhaps this is not the year where a first-timer breaks in. At one point, we'd also talked about Reynaldo Marcus Green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. No, no go ahead. Do you want to no, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Like, we're basically, there's a great line in Annie Hall where, you know, they, they're talking about their relationship, and she sa- they says, you know, a relationship is like a shark. It has to keep moving forward. <laughs> and it goes, we, what we have on our hands is a dead shark. Like, that's basically where the Oscar race is right now, and what we have on our hands is yeah. a dead shark, because we don't have any interfacing with crowds or anything. Everything's shut down. So we don't know how it's going to go. Like, we, we, we don't feel mm-hmm. buzz, you know, so we don't know. Right. There is, there are a couple though. I think that could. I, I agree with what Clarence said. I think you know, just to throw in a few names out there, that would be the first time. I think probably the two with the best shot at that are probably Maggie Gyllenhaal for Lost Daughter, mm. and Ryosuke Hamaguchi. I, I probably butchered that for Drive My Car. 
Yeah. But then also, like you mentioned, Ronaldo, Ronaldo Marcus Green, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Tick, Tick, Boom, Sean Hader for Coda. Like, there's a few that could. Those all could. And the guy who, who directed yeah. Flea, I could see that getting in, you know, as a Jonas surprise nomination. Yeah. But has anybody yeah. ever been nominated for directing a documentary? No, uh, but isn't he also so. for foreign language, though? Yeah, foreign language, yeah. animated talk. Yeah, Sorry, an international feature. Um. <laughs> All right, so Sasha, this is from Gabriel T. Acevedo. For better or for worse, Don't Look Up has become a sensation since it dropped on Netflix. Forgetting the outside voices, how big do you see this movie becoming at the Oscars and are the actors specifically being underestimated? I think that it's a hot mess. But Vice <laughs> is a hot mess too, and Vice did incredibly yeah. well. And I think my 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 spidey senses are telling me that that Don't Look Up is one of the hottest films of the season right now, and it's it's going to get in for DGA. Um, I I think that the film critics' reviews of it are um, misrepresentative of how people are sensing this movie, and I I, I can't even use my own personal. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. think it was. You know, I mean, I have my own issues with it, um, but I, I don't think that I think it's what people are feeling. I think it's a zeitgeist movie. I think it's of all the movies in the race. It's the only zeitgeist movie, actually, um, in that it gives people something to vote for. That's what you want. You want a movie people vote for. Not that they feel obligated to vote for, not that people are telling them they have to vote, but they're voting for something that they you know, that they, that they like, that they, that they feel something for. And I feel like that gives this huge kind of collective who are activists, who care so much about the climate and who have this prominent on their minds. And the movie is so great in terms of how it shows the exasperation of scientists to try to get this point across to people. Of course, just as an aside, what they don't realize is that they are the very people in the movie who are occupying their days with social media and everything else. So, But that's not how they see it. They see it as they are the people who are concerned and this matters to them and nothing matters more than this to them. So I think that it's going to be very, very strong and formidable. I do not see people turning their backs on it at all. That's just my opinion. But also, he's really well liked. Adam McKay. He's liked across television and film. He's been nominated for both movies he's made, right? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's going to do really well. I think that I think you guys are smart and right to include Leo DiCaprio, and I think that I should probably think about him for my fifth because any best picture with a star like that is usually going to have the star attached when it heads heads into the Academy. Um, I think it's possible Jennifer Lawrence could get in there as supporting. Do you think they'd run her as supporting? No, probably not. Um, no, I think she's the female no. lead. Yeah. yeah. I think they would Keep love to have these big stars at their Oscar ceremony after the debacle that was last year. <laughs> I think they would love yeah. to have Jennifer Lawrence and Meryl Streep and Leonardo DiCaprio oh showing up at their awards all dressed up in their finery. I think that would help them save the Oscars. So yeah, I think it's going to do really well. Next question. All right. Clarence, you want to take, uh, you want to pick one? Sure. Um, Mark, please talk about Spencer. This is from the real Doa. Um, please talk about Spencer. Did Kirsten Stewart peak too soon? Is she winning? Can it get into best picture? How many nominations will it get? 
I love this film and want to see it get actress and score. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> thank you for the question. Um, I will say I don't think she peaked too soon, but maybe. I, I still think she's winning. Can it get into Best Picture? I just Every time I redo my predictions, it feels like I dropped that movie further further down. Um, but I do think it could get other nominations like score and costumes. Um, those are probably its best shots, I'm thinking, off the top of my head. Uh, maybe makeup, maybe production design. I'd probably cap it there and and say actress, um, score, and uh, costumes. I'll just add to that and say that there is no peaking too soon because everything that's happened up... I'm not saying to you. I'm saying to this person that asked this question. What I just want to say is that the Oscar race in earnest hasn't started yet. It's going to start with the Golden Globes. Everything else before that is noise, not signal. So the signal's coming soon, and then we'll know if she has momentum or not, but everything happening in film critic land doesn't matter. Yeah. So. And, and what is happening in film critic land is she's dominating. Right. right? Um, yeah. Kidman hasn't won any Coleman's only won Gotham's Gaga's only one New York film critic circle. Chastain's won three small critics groups. Uh, you know, Kristen Stewart's won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 different critics groups so far. So she's yeah. destroying. The and if she, if she wasn't as good as she was, then maybe she would be yeah. uh, a weak, weak contender, but she's actually really, 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 really good in it. So I think, I don't think they're going to be yeah. giving it to her because they feel like they owe it to her. They'll be giving it to her because they like her performance. Yep. But I don't see Spencer, um, coming in and matching Jackie. I don't think it gets score. I think Johnny Greenwood goes Aww. to power the dog. Um, I I think it comes in with just two nominations um, Costume. for costumes and uh, Stewart. Although they should nominate it for production design. But I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody just thinks you walk into those, you know, estates or um, that are in the, in the film and you think, oh, this is just exactly how it is. Well, no, they actually built all of those rooms But not themselves. if you talk to the production designer from The Last Duel. I don't. <laughs> then you would know what the, oh. the work that entails. You're going to make me say something that you're going to have to cut out. So we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> There's so many good <laughs> options for... Uh... Yes. Too. Yeah. I, no, mean, I, I don't think she, I don't think it'll get any of those other nominations. But I, yeah. I and this is one of those cases. It sometimes happens in the race where it's not going to really need other support. Like, yeah. Right. I, I mean, right. could it get in for Best Picture? Probably not. I don't think. Yeah, like, I don't think so. It's just not an act. You know, it's not a huge ensemble cast, and that is really what drives Best Picture. Yeah. Um, let me read another one, then I'll hand it back over to you, Mark. Um, cool. Well, we already talked about Spider-Man. Um, oh, we talked about... Uh, oh, God. Uh, Campion seems a lock... Or Sasha. Campion seems a lock for director and adapted screenplay. Branagh is starting to look beatable in original screenplay. Are we overestimating Belfast and underestimating Power of the Dog for Best Picture? I guess we've already really kind of talked about that already. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think so with Belfast and screenplay. Yeah. I think I'd have to be 100% wrong, all of us. I mean, that happens sometimes, right? Like you think you're coming into the race with a movie that you think is going to do really well, and then it doesn't. Like that happens. I mean, we've been doing this long enough sure. to know that, that that's a possibility, especially if like angry think pieces start. Look what happened in La La Land. Like anything can get derailed. Um, yeah, 
But I, I, it's really hard for me to imagine anybody beating Kenneth Branagh for his very tender, very brilliantly written memoir of his life. And so, um, are we overestimating that and to underestimating power of the dog? I don't think we're. I don't think I. I will we'll stick to the fact that I don't think power of the dog can win on a preferential ballot. If it wins the producers' guild, then I'll change my mind on that. There we go, okay. Mark. Yeah, let's, can we just do two more and then call it? Yep. Sure. I'm getting, my eyes are starting to blur. All right, uh, let's go with uh, Clarence. Uh-oh. Um, let's go with Phantom. Uh, he, tweet, he or she tweeted, I think they were both submitted in the lead category at SAG, but do you think either Jodie Comer and or Frances McDormand could pull a Maggie Gyllenhaal crazy heart and just pop up in supporting on Oscar nominations morning? after seemingly unsuccessful lead campaigns. So if we're narrowing it down to those two, I would say it's not possible for Jodie Comer, because if you look at what happened with Maggie Gyllenhaal, the campaigning around Jeff Bridges pulled her in. I mean, you know, the the Mm -hmm. popularity around him gave her a platform, and she came in because of him. And she was great in the movie, but, you know, Crazy Heart wouldn't have been nominated. She would not have been nominated for that had it not been for Jeff Bridges and the intention on him in that role. I do think there is a, as much as I'm not a huge fan of the performance myself, but I do think there is a chance that people could think of this variation on Lady Macbeth as a supporting character. And because they're nominating Denzel Washington, nominate Francis McDormand in the supporting race. I do think that's a possibility. I'm not going to predict it, but I wouldn't say it's out of the question. Yeah, that's another one. We just don't know how the Hollywood's going to like, all we know right now are what the critics think. We don't know what the industry is going to think. Sometimes it the whole race changes after the producers and directors and actors and editors and stuff all come out. And we start to know, wow, okay, they really like those movies, you know. Um, it's just, it's such, it's a thing you have to just kind of watch as it goes. We think we know how it's going to go, but we don't really. We'll wrap with uh, Sasha, one from Nelson M. Do you think the late start of the Oscars this year, moved to March, I think it's March 27th, um, gave late releases such as West Side Story an advantage? Um, yeah, I do. I think that I think that uh, when they changed the date the last time, which was like 2004, it took like a year or two for things to start to move in the new with the new schedule. Um, and in this, we had last year's delayed, and this year we're having delayed, and having an extra month. Well, we have this month before voting starts, and voting is going to start right around the same time as all the major awards come out, the DGA and and the predictions for these. But then we have a whole other month, right before, like the Oscars aren't even till late March, like that's a long mm-hmm. way away. And as you could tell from last year people started to get restless with the films that they had. And I knew that was going to happen. They started banding around. Why are these are the movies, you know, <laughs> like, and that's what happens once the buzz dies down and people, people really start looking at the movies themselves. And then you don't have the hype of the season. Like in an, in an ordinary year, the votes would already be in by now. So, you know, that's how we all kind of think about things. So I don't know that it changes. We're kind of flying blind because we're, we're all used to the new schedule the old schedule, the old early Oscars. So we don't really know how this is going to go. We have to take ourselves back to pre-2003 
to how that would go. And, and even then you could see things like, for instance, Chicago, which barely won Best Picture because by the time the Oscars came around, the pianist was surging and it won Adapted mm -hmm. Screenplay, Actor and Director. And we were all sitting there that night going, oh my God, is the pianist going to win Best Picture? And then Chicago did. So when you have a later schedule like that, you have more time to, to shift the momentum from one to the other. But keep in mind, we don't really have a front runner right now. According to the critics, it's Power of the Dog. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And um, you can find our articles at awardsdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find our Twitter stuff on our site. And we'll try to check back in after the nominations to talk about how we all did. And after the Globes <laughs> on Sunday, which we don't know where they're going to show, but keep an eye on our site. We will be announcing them. Awesome. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much once again. Thanks, guys.